This is Hammond. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast to support this show, get ad-free episodes, get bonus episodes, and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And a quick announcement to say that this Sunday I will be live on the Atheist Experience for people who like that show. Oh, fun. Uh, so watch it live is or ask a question. call anyone? That's the call anyone. Are you good at that? No. No, genuinely. Like, are, do you like doing I, that? <laughs> what I don't like are philosophical discussions about atheism because yeah. I don't care as much. And also, we had all those conversations 15 years ago. Catch up. Yes. Uh, but <laughs> I do like if they're so calling to ask about other stuff. So we'll see. Sure. You never know. I remember I was on not that one, but another one that was a call-in show. And all of them were phil- philosophical questions yeah. until somebody called in and was like, here's the thing. I feel like it's impossible to disprove the existence of UFOs. And I was like, fucking finally, somebody is calling. <laughs> Coming in with the good shit. There we go. This is what I want to talk about. Yes. Anyway, bring him shit about aliens and Bigfoot and Mothman. I'll do what I can. Great. Let's talk about the Women's uh, World Cup because mm-hmm. the women lost, the U.S. women lost <laughs> all their... All of the women all lost. All of the women lost, yeah. <laughs> no, the U.S. women lost their game to Sweden. And if anyone watched the game, like, not only was it... Uh, scoreless during the whole game and overtime no one scored it went to penalty kicks and it was so freaking close and Sweden ended up winning by like literally the slimmest of margins Mm -hmm. like a matter of millimeters that they had to go to replay to verify and it's like yeah that's a goal Sweden wins okay Mm. so Sweden won the game U.S. loses here's the thing if you watched or paid attention to the U.S.'s prospects in the Mm -hmm. World Cup for the past couple of weeks, the one thing you would know is, well, the U.S. has won the previous two World Cups, Mm -hmm. Women's World Cups. This team isn't that good. It's just they don't have the skill level that the previous World Cups had on their team. So it's iffy. They won their first game. They had draws for the next ones. And it's like, you shouldn't be tying against some of these teams. Gotcha. So it's like, no one really thought the U.S. women would win the World Cup. The question is, when are they going to get out? And it's like, hey, you made it to the next stage, which is the knockout stage. Yeah. Um, We were hoping Sweden is beatable, but the U.S. lost. Okay. That's not a surprise. That's also how sports do. That is how sports works. And most... And listen... I feel like I need to disclaim this as saying, like, do I follow sports closely? More than most, but not completely. Mm. However, a lot of really good teams in the World Cup right now are already out of the tournament. There's, oh, really? They got knocked out early. So it's been a very interesting tournament. Some March Madness shit. So here's the thing. You said it correctly, which Obviously. is uh, everyone's going to lose at some point. That's how <laughs> knockout tournaments work. <laughs> Only one team gets to win. But I... But is there any way any men may be celebrating this loss in women's uh, American soccer sports as a metaphor for why women shouldn't sport? Beat me to the punch. Ah. Uh, so Donald Trump already <laughs> Donald Trump. went at it. He I don't said, talk about him anymore. I know. He said woke equals failure, whatever that means. What does that mean? We'll get to that. Okay. And then ev- the reason I brought this up is because evangelist Franklin Graham, oh boy. Um, of course, had to chime in on this loss. Mind you, neither of those two men know anything about the sport or anything about these teams. They Before you even go yes. any further, can you think of a worse 
look on somebody to gloat after their own team loses. Well, they're patriots, so they love it when the U.S. Like, loses truly, anything. I one time I they're this America is, first, except for women's soccer. I have a lot of strong opinions about sports, as as y'all heard last week. But I have one super strong opinion that it's unless it's like the Yankees that it's like really tacky to cheer against a team like <laughs> and this is a douchebag Unless i played there's like softball a rivalry with. sort of thing yeah there's this douchebag i played softball with from detroit that's not why he's a douchebag different reasons but when we would go watch hawks games together this is a hockey gang he would root actively root against the Blackhawks because fuck you, I'm from Detroit, go Red Wings. <laughs> and I genuinely pulled him aside and like lectured him like I was his dad. Like, that's <laughs> such bullshit. You're just antagonizing. And I feel about these the exact same way I felt about that 26-year-old sales bro douchebag who probably was on coke. Like, it is the tackiest Look, so if you're if these boys are about to like dunk on women losing a game that they do not give a shit about anyway, yeah, and then pretend to hold the moral high ground, I would just like to cut that off at the pass. Yes, so here's what Franklin Graham said, uh, because it's interesting to just read because he has to explain why he's excited that they lost. You can root against the Astros so, too because they cheat. Yep, <laughs> I used to pull for our women's soccer team, yeah. But in recent years, they have shown disrespect for our country's flag and national anthem and have used their platform to promote the LGBTQ agenda. When they lost yesterday, I wasn't sad. I wish I didn't feel that way. But when players think it's more about them than the nation they represent, I can't support that. And then he shouts out Donald Trump saying, he's right about this. Woke equals failure. So what's he talking about? And also, what, are they more woke now than when they did, in fact, win last time around? That's or? a good question. Were they not woke four years ago? The answer is no. They were the same amount of woke. Yeah, I feel four like I remember ago. lots of like posing and hair and Megan Rapinoe <laughs> being like all of a sudden super Megan, hot. We all noticed. Megan Rapinoe did not suddenly become we liberal sudden, and oh. progressive in the past like two <laughs> weeks and never before. Hot. I was like, no, you're right, you're right, I'm wrong. <laughs> like, no, they were outspoken four years ago. And yeah. by the way, I have, like, I can show you Franklin Graham being mad about that, too. So he wasn't supportive of the team back then. I was going to say, show me a but. shred of evidence that he gave a shit the, about the women's team. And it, listen, I'm picking on Franklin Graham because he's the evangelist. he deserves to be picked and he on. deserves it. But, like, a bunch of conservative men were very excited that the women lost. But here's what they're mad about. So tacky. The first game of the World Cup for the U.S. women, they did the national anthem for both teams. And when they did the U.S. national anthem, they panned the starting lineup or mm -hmm. the, the players on the team. And you see some women not singing and not putting their hands over their hearts. Which is so the worst thing a person can do in the United clearly, States of America. You can, you know, hide classified data and sure. try to overthrow the democracy. Mm -hmm. But don't you dare just say the words in your head God. of the national anthem during Damn a it. game when you're representing the country like to say well these women who represent our nation they're the non-patriotic ones is yeah stupid. they literally are wearing the red white and blue <laughs> right and then by the way they won that game i really so tried hard not to matter. sing the rest of the american video american america's funniest home video song oh my america. god no america. i'm That's sorry you guys a 30 it's year a old week. reference so uh and here's the thing like i would argue it's more patriotic, not less patriotic, to protest by either kneeling or not singing the anthem than it is to blindly sing this stuff and not actually give a shit about what it means. 
Um, and by the way, if they forced the women to sing the national anthem or put their hand over their heart, mm-hmm. how would that be any more patriotic? It wouldn't. No. It would be dictatorial or something. But Franklin Graham, his version of Christianity believes that blind faith is more important than genuine belief. That's true for his religion. You just got to walk, you know, talk yeah. the talk. You don't actually got to do anything. And he believes that about soccer, too. Yes, you are raising your hand. Um, I just have a point I would like to make about Franklin Graham and the women's soccer team. Now, Franklin Graham is... Mm, he is white. Like, wh- he's white. Who, how, who is he besides having a famous dad? He is a guy he's who runs, runs... No, 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 he's big. He's He not only runs a massive ministry with hundreds of millions of dollars, I believe, mm-hmm. as a budget, he runs a charity... That famously doesn't allow you to work for them if you're a Jew. Sure. Um, but and or LGBTQ or anything that's not his brand of Christianity. Mm-hmm. But he also runs a charity that gets called up during national disasters and things like that. Like, hey, we need people on the ground to help out. And his ministries, like, we will help out. And that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But this is a guy with a lot of influence among conservative Christians, even though he doesn't run a church or right. anything like that. So I wasn't actually... He's not a nobody, no, no, and he's no, no, not I'm just not, living I, off of his daddy's no, name. No, I, I wasn't asking necessarily that sarcastically. Like, obviously, his power he stems also, from the fact that he started as his And he also has son. a gazillion followers on Facebook. And mm. so when he says stuff, it gets around sure. quickly among his base. But, it, but the point I, I wanted to make is this. The women's national soccer team is just that. The national soccer team of the United States. So by definition, they are the standard of American representation. Mm-hmm. So whatever the fuck Franklin Graham wants to happen is irrelevant. His opinion doesn't matter. Nobody asked him to speak for the country. We asked these women to play for us. So it sounds to me like they get to decide what a patriot and an American representative, a representative of America does because they are those things. And if the argument is that, well, this the women's team deserved to lose because they were too woke or something, guess what? Sweden has more openly LGBTQ players. Mm-hmm. They have also championed many of the same values that these that the U.S. women have been condemned for. Mm-hmm. So, like, they seem to be plenty woke over there in Sweden with their free health care <laughs> and it's all of that like what's the logic doesn't make any sense and i'm just wondering when these people would figure that out i just want to i'm trying to be better about reframing these things when people say something absurd like they're not representatives right like taking two steps back and being like okay if i'm new to this conversation who do i care about like their opinions and representation some goober who like owns a ministry or again the people that, that have been chosen to, like, who cares? This and is by the stupid. way, I don't four, even believe this. Four that years ago, he said the exact same shit about Megan Rapino when she said she didn't want to sing the anthem or place her hand over her heart. I believe, like, the whoever runs the U.S. version of this team, they actually changed the rules to say you you can't kneel, you do have to stand up. Sure. And the the response was fine. Then we're not singing and we're not putting our hand over our heart if we can't kneel or something. But four years ago, when Megan Rapino basically did the same peaceful protest, Franklin Graham said four years ago, her not respecting our flag and our national anthem does not represent our nation well and makes me not want to root for them. Like he did this same game before four years ago. And by the way, if he thought that was too woke, mm. even if the word was wasn't around for him back then. They won the World Cup that year. Mm-hmm. So what is he talking about? His 
logic makes no sense. It doesn't matter. You don't have to. The, oh, the point is not to, as Ted Lasso said, be a goldfish. Forget everything what? that happened in the past and just listen to Franklin Graham now. I think that was the message. There you go. Uh, I'm trying to. I will say, I will give Donald Trump some credit because this is the first time he acknowledged a defeat. Hey, ah, that's a good one. Thank when you. did you write that? Like Yesterday. a week ago? Um, I'm trying to put together a, a um, conservative outrage timeline because mm-hmm. it goes from like the Women's National World Cup that they're mad about. Mm-hmm. And then are we getting into migrant train caravan, migrant caravan when territory? Or is that today, pre-election? I'm just that looking, was I'm looking at like a four-year oh, channel of like what they're mad yeah, about. It's so now after it's, women playing video games and before... Uh, women refugees. Right, but um, I feel like soon we're going to be expecting, like, you know, our migrants who are coming to attack us that the Fox mm-hmm. News is warning us about. Mm-hmm. Like, what are the other kind of annual celebrations of fear that they have? Well, women exist. That's a fear. Gay That's people fair. are are active. I guess every uh, June they do rights, fully they lose their mind. I feel like you're not on board of this game I'm playing. I know, I know. I'm not. All right, go ahead then. Continuing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) this is why people say mean things because you allow them to (laughs) yes that is why the here's the thing all these people the whole part that annoyed me is not that they're just anti-woke that they're anti the american women while they claim to be patriots that's the aspect of it like anytime someone they don't like does something that helps Americans mm-hmm. or is good for America, mm-hmm. they can't bring themselves to say it's a good thing. If the economy is getting better, but yeah. Biden is president, yeah. they're like, no, we hope the economy gets shut down by mm-hmm. the government because that would be that it, would hurt people. Not only we hope, we're going to do our damnedest yeah. to shut down the economy. If the governor somewhere is a Democrat, they want the state to have a budget crisis. Like, it's always America first right. unless the Americans in question are it's liberal. It's not America first. It's <laughs> conservative white Americans here's what, first. Here's what Joe Biden said about this after the game that the Mm -hmm. women lost. Here's what he said. U.S. Women's National Team, you've made your country proud. Congratulations on an incredible run. This team is something special, and I'm looking forward to seeing how you continue to inspire Americans with your grit and determination on and off the field. Totally fine, good, nice, decent statement. And here's the thing. Graham could have said any of that. He could have thanked God for the team's accomplishments while spreading some Christian bullshit about, like, everything happens for a reason. We'll learn from That's this. That's not what he's about, Yeah, though. but he it's not. Care. That would require civility and empathy and decency, and he has none of that shit because no. he's a Christian ministry leader. Like, he'd much rather be an asshole in the name of Jesus while citing a deranged narcissist uh, that's Franklin Graham for you. It truly is just, and also the least Christian sensibility to see somebody stumble and point and laugh and say it's their <laughs> own fault. I don't yeah. think Jesus said that. The thing that made them super happy is that in the penalty kick phase, mm. several of the women on both teams missed their shots, which happens in any shootout. Mm-mm, not and, if boys do it. And if the boys do it. And <laughs> Megan Rapino was one of the ones who missed her shot. Yeah, I've it wasn't, heard on Facebook. It wasn't the shot that lost the game because mm. it wasn't the final one for the team or anything. But it's like, yeah, it happens. It sucks. And that was probably that was her last game for the women's national team. So it's like, oh, that sucks. Like it's yeah, a downer it's a- for her. But that's the way the game works. Yeah. The, for these people to be like, yes, yes, we hope you lose. Can yes, you have been destroyed. And also, let's again, Hemant went 
painstakingly into detail about how they did not get like blown out. Oh no! It was not a landslide victory. It was literally a game of millimeters. It was zero so zero. I lost feel on like a shootout. the point that they wanted to make was not even successfully made by this game. Nope. But and they're not alone. Plenty of right wing people did the yeah, same. Yeah, it's such a bummer. It really bums me out because it's like once in a while I'll be shitty about a team winning, but it's usually because like I don't know they covered up a rape allegation or something like that. Mm. It really gives me the yucks to see people just like dunking on women's sports just because they exist. These it are the just... same people, by the way, who trash trans people who want to play women's sports, mm-hmm. and they're like, no, 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 we can't let them do it because we have to protect women sports so what happens when women at the top of their game mm. lose a match it's like yeah <laughs> good you deserved it women but who are outspoken they're full-on muppet <laughs> villains i don't know how they're getting away with this oh christian with spring finally in view you might be thinking about inviting over some friends for an outdoor meal i know i'm looking forward to that and that means you should be thinking about butcher box You can skip the grocery store knowing you have the food you trust in your freezer. I know that might sound strange coming from me since I'm vegetarian, but they have a high-quality veggie burger that I absolutely love. They have options for pescatarians, too. The food is high-quality, grass-fed, and free-range. More than anything, it'll give you peace of mind knowing everyone who eats it will enjoy it. You get free shipping, too. New users will receive their choice of two pounds of ground beef, three pounds of chicken thighs, or one pound of premium steak tips for a whole year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com friendly and use code friendly to choose your free offer and get $20 off. All right. This, okay, I want to talk about this because this story, I've been working on this story for like years. I've been following this story for years and there was finally a resolution of some sort to it. I want to tell you this whole story. Wow. It takes a while, but it I this pisses me off so much. Okay. Here's the bottom line of this entire story. Republican members of Congress revealed a secret that they were not supposed to give out. Okay. And because they did that, there are atheists in countries where you can be punished, imprisoned, executed for being an atheist there are atheists in those countries that could be in danger because of what these guys just did wow okay i want to explain what the hell's going on here and to make sense of it we're going to go back like two years and then some like april of 2021 uh biden's in office at this point but the state department uh, a bureau of the state department basically announces something it announces all the time they're saying hey we're, we're the government we have money We are giving away grant money to any organization that follows our uh, requirements, meets the standards that we set for you, whatever. But basically, they have money available for the goal of supporting religious freedom. Because in America, we believe religious freedom is a good thing. And we also want to help people in Americans. Yes, exactly. And we want to help people in other countries who are fighting for religious freedom. Okay. And how do we do that? One way we do that is we say, hey, if you are spreading, if you want to help us, you're an American organization, but you work outside the country, but it's for the goal of helping religious freedom, Mm -hmm. we want to help you do that because we see that as a value our country stands for. Okay. Okay. So in 2021, the State Department puts out their application saying, specifically, we're 
asking for any applications to uh, for the promotion and defending religious freedom that is inclusive of atheist, humanist, non-practicing, and non-affiliated individuals. Oh, cool. Basically saying, we have $500,000 that we will make available for groups mm-hmm. that want to help religious freedom, specifically for non-religious people. And if you look, and by the way, I'll get into like, is that weird? It's not weird. They do this all the time for other religions too. Sure. Like if you're a Christian in a Muslim world, they have grants for that. Vice versa as well. Because the whole goal is if you're persecuted because of your faith, the United States like party line is that's bad and we want to help you. Yeah, we're... Generally anti-persecution and not yeah. necessarily, as some people think, pro-Christianity worldwide. Right. <laughs> At least the government is, right? Like on paper. Uh, on, paper. On, paper. on paper. On paper. So <laughs> they even said in the application, what are possible projects we would consider funding? Legal rights advocacy to protect non-religious people in majority religious nations. Journalism to promote dialogue between religious and non-religious people. And also increasing the capacity to document abuses of religious freedom uh, so that people know what's going on. So to be clear, none of the money would have gone to promoting atheism. This isn't about that. The U.S. government would not give any group money to, you know convert people or deconvert people or anything like that. I feel this like I'm is about, about to get really mad. Oh, wait for it. This will take a while. Oh. This money is about helping atheists mm-hmm. who may face obstacles as a result of their beliefs, mm-hmm. okay? There's nothing controversial about what I just said. Um, just to point out, like, the group Humanists International puts out a report every year. It's called their Freedom of Thought Report, mm-hmm. where every country gets, like, a grade on several different issues. It's like a report card on how good is your religious freedom. Mm. And they have a long list of how people who are non-religious are persecuted in various countries. Like if you are if you speak out, you are public about your atheism, this country has literal punishments for you. There's ranging from imprisonment. There is yeah. capital punishment in some places. So like there is persecution against atheists. Okay. Right. So anyway, the State Department explains all of this in the application Um, I'm just going to read a line from the grant proposal they put out, asking for grant proposals. Our objective is to combat discrimination, harassment, and abuses against atheists, humanists, non-practicing, non-affiliated individuals um, by strengthening networks among these communities and providing organizational training and resources. Um, And I think that rubs some people the wrong way because it sounds like you're trying to promote atheist groups. And really what they're saying is, no, no, no. There are groups out there that help those people. We want to help them help those people. Um, So that's the idea. Again, nothing weird about this. I looked at their website. They have funding to combat anti-Semitism online. They have funding to promote religious freedom in Burma, which is Mm. majority Buddhist, in Bangladesh, which is majority Muslim, to assist freedom of expression in Morocco. Like, they do a lot of this funding because they have the money to do it. They have more money than most groups could ever have access to. So they're saying, we will give it to you, if, but fill out the application, let us sift through it and do our research and all that. Okay, so the conservative line... A year later, 2022, this is a year after the application form was released publicly and like the deadline had already passed. So in June of 2022. Deadline for submissions? For for, submission for the grant. And then here's the thing. The deadline passed. So what happened? Who got the money? Where did the money go? Um, I don't know the answer to that. I literally filed a Freedom of Information Act request 
with the State Department trying to get answers to those questions really? in summer of 2022, a year ago. Whoa. I have not gotten a response from them. Huh. So anyway, it's June of 2022. It's a year after this application form was out there. And all of a sudden, a Republican, uh, Jim Banks of Indiana, uh, publishes like a release on his uh, official website, on his house website. He's trashing this particular application, like the fact that they offered money. He's trashing the State Department, and he says this is an attempt to promote atheism worldwide. Jesus. He writes a letter, open letter, to Biden and Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, and he, it's him and 14 other Republican members of Congress. And here's what they said. We are writing to express our grave concern that the State Department is using appropriated funds to support atheism, dot, dot, dot. Okay, uh, it's one thing, he says, for the department to be tolerant and respectful of a wide range of belief systems and to encourage governments to respect the religious freedom interests of their citizens. That's what this is all about. It is quite another for the United States government to work to actively to empower atheists, humanists, etc. in public decision making. Any such program for any group in the United States would be unconstitutional, he says. How is that not prejudiced? Oh, it completely is. Like, 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 and again, if you read what he just said, it doesn't sound unreasonable when you read what he said. Well. Because he's like, we would never, as a country, give money to promote Christianity yeah, overseas. Yeah, who gives a shit what they say? They're intellectually dishonest. Of course they are. But he's saying they would never give money to promote, like, religious freedom for Christians in China or something like that, they, where they are persecuted. But the thing is, yes, we do. Yeah. We give money to did they specifically cite that? Um, did, did they cite any specifics? Of yeah, we would never he said this would be analogous to official State Department promotion of religious freedom, particularly for Christians, in quotes, in China. So, which we literally do give happened. money to, to persecuted Christians because they deserve to be protected as well. So again, all of this was bullshit a year ago. <sighs> Why? Here's a question I had. Why was he doing this in June of 22? after the application was done. Like, it seemed like it came out of nowhere, and I think he was just looking for a reason to... Sure, we're going to stir the pot. Yeah. The pot stir. He's just trying to do culture war battles. Um, and why are we talking about it... Oh, I'll get there. 16 months later. <laughs> we'll get there. Oh, I'm sorry. Am so, I not transitioning the story not transitioning in the way? at all. So, he was cherry-picking one proposal from the State Department out of all the religious freedom proposals they had and saying, our government is supporting atheism, which it wasn't and it doesn't or anything like that. It, he doesn't know how to read mm. or Google or hire staffers who know how to do anything. So, like, I think this mm. was about stoking the culture he wars. he knows what he's doing and he's being actually dishonest. Also an option, yes. This is the hill I'll die And on. guess what? It worked because all You'll the right-wing propaganda say. outlets gave it to him. Fox News uh, at the time published an article that day. House Republicans demand answers from Biden admin over grants, quote, to promote atheism worldwide. Um, it was just super frustrating. The letter that he sent them, signed by 15 Republicans, said atheism and humanism were, quote, official belief systems and therefore, any support for them was unconstitutional, which that's not how religious freedom works or anything like that. Here's the thing. I read, the, I read his letter, okay? Because I'm trying to figure out, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? That letter had a footnote. It, here's what it said. To be clear, atheism and humanism, in quotes, <laughs> are official belief systems. And then there's a footnote. Two, 
and you scroll down to footnote two. Like, who says they Please are belief systems? Wikipedia, Wikipedia, Wikipedia. Well, it's a Twitter link to something from the American Humanist Association. So I click on the link from the American Humanist Association. Now, wait, he linked to a tweet from the American Humanist Association. And again, but he remember what he to said? A tweet yeah, yeah, in yeah. like an official document. Now, if he said. Like, That's remember, the line he was works. saying, the line he was saying is atheism and humanism are official belief systems. Therefore, supporting humanists is an endorsement of religion. And that's why we Republicans are against it. Yeah. So what's he quoting to? Is it a tweet from the American Human Association saying, hey, we're humanists here. We're an official belief system. No, it's a tweet from the AHA that says uh, we're taking away Dawkins' 1996 Humanist of the Year Award because he said some anti-trans stuff. It has nothing to do with anything. It was a random tweet that this guy's linking to because he's insane. I just... Okay, so yeah. we're cutting... I'm still in 2022. Mm -hmm. I still don't know who got the money, how much did they get, and what are these groups that got the money doing with that money? I would like to know that. But we do... Okay, well, wait. So we definitely know that they filed a complaint or whatever they did. These Republicans did. And then we know it got some kind of traction on The Fox letter News. was to the State Department because they said, we want to know those answers too because the American people have a right to know who's getting this money and how it's being used. And then static after that. Well, so... They get the publicity they wanted from right-wing media outlets and for sending any, the letter. Was there any direct outcome of sending the letter? Or they just got to stump saying, you know, their stump speech says, and I am protecting the rights of Christians in America. Getting I'm ahead mixing. of me. Oh, so shit, two months sorry. later, now we're in August of 2022. There hasn't been any movement. He sends another letter saying no responses have been provided so far. He said, constituents have reached out to members of my committee wanting answers. Do you know what the normal turnaround time for this would be? I have uh, no it could, idea. It, I don't know. Honestly, I'm expecting the State Department to eventually respond to the FOIA request saying, can't answer that. That's, that's my expectation. And uh. I don't know how long that'll take. I know it's been a year and I've mm. gotten nothing, but I don't think that's weird. And whatever, who am I? You know what I mean? But, but, so I, I, but I'm not, I'm just in terms of the narrative that the American uh -huh. public knows after the um, Fox News thing of inquiring minds want to know. Yes. Nothing. The State Department did not respond and to any of this. And then August. And I assume. follows up. Yeah, Jim Banks sends a follow-up okay. letter saying, you haven't responded to us. We still want to know. Yeah. Uh, and they really, also really told the State Department, preserve all your documents mm -hmm. uh, because they the State Department's going to destroy them? Yeah, I don't famously. know. Um, here's my theory at this time. Again, August of 2022. My theory is, well, the State Department would have to respond to a member of Congress mm -hmm. if they needed to know these answers and they have the security clearance and mm -hmm. stuff. But the reason the State Department may not want to respond to them is if there is a security issue here. Like, we can't tell you where the money is going because it's literally being used right now to protect people whose lives are in danger. Okay. That, to me, is a sensible reason they would not want to respond to any of this. Sure. Like, if you told people where the money's going, you're putting those atheists in danger. You don't want to announce that sort of thing until the program is over mm -hmm. and the money has been spent and the people are safe, mm -hmm. at which point, yeah, this stuff should be made public in oh. a safe way. Uh -huh. Okay? So... Now we're in February of this year. 
Now we get a more powerful Republican involved. His name is Mike McCall. He's a Texas Republican in the House, but he's also the House Foreign Affairs Committee chair. He's a powerful Republican, and now he sends his own letter to the State Department. I think being a Republican from Texas should preclude you from doing anything international. You can't be trusted. He basically is even angrier at the State Department. He says, I do not take lightly the plight that some non-believers face in coercive environments, but basically he's saying... I have no choice but to assume those groups uh, that are not atheists are not receiving the same privileged attention and funding as atheists. Basically trying to make this even into, into more of a culture war issue. It's just, it's, it's so frustrating to hear these things come up. And like, it's, it's sound and fury signifying nothing. It is just people banging their drums and rattling their sabers and other metaphors. And I, it breaks my heart to know that these are people who are actually in a position to do good in the world. And instead, they're opting to spend their time, what, attacking like a small group of atheists in an undisclosed foreign country? And here's like, the Jesus thing. Jesus Christ, guys. His letter, this is McCall's letter, the more recent one, he appeared to have no idea how the State Department works, how their funding program works, what the broader goal but is. But I think that's the point I'm trying to make of, like, why I get, like, so frustrated I cannot form coherent thoughts is, like, whether you're right or wrong, whether he actually does know how these things work and is being ignorant, or he doesn't know how these things work and he is and he's ignorant about that, to me, it ultimately doesn't matter because they are they think they're Don Quixote tilting at wind chill, wind, windmills, but they're just assholes. They are. Yeah. And he uh Jim Banks, the guy who wrote that first letter, he's like, Thanks, McCall, for having my back. He told a right wing uh publication, the House Republican majority will not tolerate the unconstitutional and harmful funding of atheism abroad. Americans believe in free exercise of religion, not state supported atheism, and taxpayers shouldn't be on the hook for this anti American program. It's so disingenuous I could cry. Like it just it, it, it's like nails on chalkboard to me. Yep. Truly, like that it, it sends my hackles up. So this is why I want to talk about this now. Sorry, I only stick in metaphors when I get stressed out. It's all good. So last week, yeah. there was another letter from Mike McCall. And this time, uh, this is what surprised me. I'm like, oh, Mike McCall has released another letter complaining about the State Department. And I assume this was just another thing. You haven't responded to us, and we're still mm-hmm. mad about it because they want to get attention away from Donald Trump right yeah, now. Yeah, well, they've learned that's lessons I... from anybody who's <laughs> bought anything online ever. Yeah, so that's what I assumed this was about. Mm. So this time I read his letter, and this was what shocked me. It looks like he did get answers to his letter from the State Department. And now he's just blurting out the answers. That's what pissed me off. So here's what basically, here's what he said. After nearly six months of silence in June, I'm paraphrasing now, but this past June, the department gave him answers and he said, but they raise new questions because uh, here's what he said in the letter. Uh, furthermore, even a cursory look into the operations and mantra of Humanist International calls the department's claim into question. He outed the group. Like, he didn't do it on... He didn't say, you gave this much money to this group. But he cited them by name. Here's what happened. The State Department gave money 
to Humanist International, the group that releases that Freedom of Thought report. Mm -hmm. And Michael McCall's letter, angry at the State Department, he says in there, I'm quoting from his letter, uh, Humanist International... Uh, their application said, we will use our existing structures for dissemination and monitoring of grants, because they give money out all the time to various groups, to make available two sub-grants to member organizations in Sri Lanka and Nepal. Basically, Humanist International told the State Department, give us the money, this, mm -hmm. that's what we're asking for, mm -hmm. and we have a way to give that money to groups in Sri Lanka and Nepal to nations that are notoriously horrible mm -hmm. about religious freedom, especially for non-religious people. Mm -hmm. They said, we'll give our groups the money to do the things we're about to tell you. We'll monitor it. We have a whole system in place to watch how people use money, spend money. So we're asking for the money so we can work with our member groups to do the things you want to do. To be clear, the things they want to do is protect religious freedom in those countries, not promote atheism. There's nothing wrong with what Humanist International is doing. But this guy, this Texas Republican, is like, they said they were going to do this. Let me spin that in the worst possible way. And let me still raise up a whole bunch of concerns about why this government is promoting atheism, which it's not doing. So they're sabotaging a project yes. because it's about atheism. Yes. And that's the they're thing. They're taking their ball and going So I home. spoke with the Humanist International Fucking and that's people. the thing. I'm like, this Why program... Why get into this line of work if you're only going to do it to harm people? Yeah. What the fuck I is wrong with I spoke with Humanist International. They said this project is ongoing. Like, they can't do anything if a Republican outs them. But they said, it's not done. We're They're afraid that because this information is out, people may figure out. You can backtrack using the information and say, like, well, which groups did you support? What are those groups up to these days? And is there a way to infiltrate that stuff? Like, that's what they're concerned about, and they should be, because the money is still being used to help people, and they're not ready to publicize it. By the way, Humanist International, if they got this money a year ago, a year and a half ago or whatever, when the application happened... Um, they haven't mentioned it once. They mm. haven't publicized it. They're not bragging about it because they're trying to help the people they want to help. And then maybe, again, after it's done and after people are safe, then they can talk about their involvement. But literally, they were not expecting a Republican to out them. Um, McCall cited the American Humanists Association, too. He said, Humanist International works with, like, scary groups like the American Humanist Association, which uh, does things that are antithetical to the idea of religious freedom, and that should be of grave concern to the State Department. Like, what are you talking about? The American Humanist Association is not fighting against religious freedom. They're fighting against Christian nationalism. They're I'm, fighting for church-state separation, I all mean, that stuff. I mean, more and more, I don't feel like it matters. I don't feel no, like... No, it what has we to. Hammond, what this are, is what no, matters more Hammond, than all the stupid culture war no, bullshit. No, 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 no. If we are getting to a point where people with genuine power are revealing what amounts to national secrets, even if I'm being a little yes, like dramatic right, about it, right. in order to protect their what white Christian privilege, this is what we're looking at. Or and they to don't act care. like they're the protectors of religious freedom when they're the ones harming and it. And that's what I'm saying. Is like what I don't know what to what is to be done if we are in a place that is past truth 
And these people can just be like, oh, oh, the Hanson Center. Oh, I heard that they like make the horses ride their riders. I'm going to write about it. Oh my God, there's an expose. Oh, we're shut down. Like nothing matters. Anybody can say anything about anybody. and they'll Unless they're held accountable by their own voters, which they're not. They're not. Right. And we should be, listen, our representatives shouldn't be depending on whether or not they're going to lose their job to do even the lowest line of the right thing. It's fucking disgusting. I am The thing that pissed me off is of all the stories I have that people were talking about this week that I figured we could talk about on here, this strikes me as both like the most important one, the biggest story, the biggest fallout, and literally I'm, I'm not tooting my own horn here. It made me mad that no one else knew what McCall was doing was wrong. No one else called him out on it because I don't think anyone's following this kind of story and realizes what he did and how wrong it is. Um, And again, I know it's such a small sliver of an issue in the grand scheme of things. It's demonstrative. But no one else was covering this. No one else was talking about this. And it's such a big deal, not just because he's like, revealing things that ought to remain secret, but because he's trying to do it to get publicity from right-wing outlets that will give him, like, an article, mention his name, get him on Fox News, whatever it is. Um, It made me mad. I don't know what the fallout's going to be here. I don't know if there will be any. I hope there isn't for the sake of this, for the sake of the people they're trying to help. But it's just appalling that these Republicans care so little about the good work that the State Department is doing. They would literally sabotage it and I don't even know if they know they're sabotaging it because they're so hell-bent on trying to get attention from conservative pundits or whatever. Okay, I'll move on to this next thing. Um, this one did get attention, and it should get attention because it's insane. Um, a Trump-appointed federal judge this week ordered lawyers for Southwest Airlines to attend eight hours of religious liberty training from who? From the right-wing hate group Alliance Defending Freedom. The judge ordered lawyers, you have to learn how the Constitution works. Who should teach it to you? Oh, I know, a Christian hate group. Cool. So here's how that happened. Great. There was a case. You're really doing a lot, too. Listen, if listeners decide, I'm not going to listen to this podcast, that's one thing. You don't get that right. <laughs> so <laughs> this case involves this flight attendant named Charlene Carter, who is apparently a piece of work. Oh, boy. Um, I'm not even going to get into her because this isn't about her, but she was fired by Southwest a few years ago for posting anti-abortion messages online. And she said, you're violating my religious freedom. You can't punish me for my personal views and my religious views. The actual story is like, she's getting into public fights with the union leader about abortion, but she's doing it while like wearing things that identify her as a flight attendant. And Southwest said, you can't like wear your Southwest badge when you're fighting about your political positions. That's fair. And anyway, this went to a jury and the jury ruled in her favor. I think that's a mistake. I'm not even going to get into that, though, because that's not what this is about. Part of the decision is that um, the jury said she needs to get her job back. Okay, whatever. That's part of their decision. And they said Southwest has to stop discriminating against employees on the basis of religion, which I would argue they didn't really do, but okay. And here's the important thing. I hate when those things get intertwined. The jury said the company has to, quote, this is important, 
notify its flight attendants of Title VII's prohibition on religious discrimination. Hey, you have to literally, Southwest, you have to tell your employees, your flight attendants, like, we don't discriminate on the basis of religion. You need to remind everyone of that. Sure. Okay, so that's what the jury decided, like it or hate it or whatever. Um, But here's what happened. Southwest was, according to the judge, Southwest had to tell the flight attendants that the company may not discriminate against them due to their religious practices or beliefs. Okay, fine. So what did Southwest do? Well, they sent out a notice to their flight attendants that said Southwest does not discriminate on the basis of religion, whatever. Mm -hmm. This pissed off the judge because the judge said you had to say you may not discriminate. Like in the future, we will not be able to discriminate against you, even though we did against this lady. That's what the judge wanted them to do. We may not do this. We can't. Like, that's what the judge was saying. What did Southwest say? We don't do it. Like... We didn't do it to that lady. Present tense, we don't do it. But, you know, who knows? Maybe we will in the future, is how the judge interpreted that. It's a literal grammar, like, semantic issue here. I, uh, okay, I don't so, care. Go on. So what does this lady, uh, Charlene Carter, do? She says, hey, court, Southwest didn't do. Oh, so what, she's a snitch. Yeah. She's like, you didn't, they didn't do what you told them to do. You need to punish them. Teacher, teacher, you forgot to give us homework. Uh Uh-huh. So this week... Weren't we supposed to have a surprise test today? (laughs) This week, a U.S. district judge, his name is Brantley Starr. He's a Trump-appointed judge. He basically issued a ruling saying, Southwest, you didn't do what I told you to do, and now I have to punish you. He said, it's hard to see how Southwest could have violated the notice requirement more Oh, my God. That's so dramatic. This is not even the point, but this is what he said in the thing. Um, In fact, I have some modified historical and movie anecdotes that tell you how egregious your behavior is. Let me repeat that. Historical? I have some examples from history and movies that explain what you people just did. Here's Here's what he wrote. After God told Adam, you must not eat from the tree in the middle of the garden, imagine Adam telling God, I do not eat from the tree in the middle of the garden while an apple core rests at his feet. Or when Gandalf bellows, you shall not pass, the Balrog muses, I do not pass, while strolling past Gandalf on the bridge of Khazad-dum. I don't know what that means. I do. But the only reason I bring that up is to say, he just said, I'm going to offer you some historical anecdotes to explain how wrong you he are. He said historical and movies, which... Any first... One is the Bible, Bible. and That's the other is... That's his historical example. The Lord of the Rings, the movie? is the movie and not which the book. Which is not right. the book. Anyway, that's a side note, but it's just, this guy just called the Bible historical. That's who we're talking about here. Anyway, so what no, does he I'm say they have the to Gandalf do? i the Gandalf thing about the shall not pass versus do not You have not 30 pass. seconds while I look up the next thing I'm going to say. I think those can be absolutely interchangeable. You do not pass can also be a predictor of, of future actions, right? You do not do this. You, mm-hmm. you, you know, right? Like you do... It's an interpretation you know, it's thing. An interpretation, it's an interpretation. But the thing with you shall not pass with Gandalf. Or, anyway. Is that really, it's more about the fact that he fucking split the fucking mountain in half. Not that no he said a fly about. term beforehand, which is fine. I just, you guys, All right, so, I just don't. So this judge holds Southwest in contempt. Yeah. He now writes out the new memo the company needs to send its flight attendants. Like, I wrote it out for you because I can't trust you people to do it. But he also said, because there's this, quote, 
chronic failure regarding federal protections for religious freedom. Oh, fuck off. Uh-huh. He said three lawyers for Southwest, the three who were working this case, they need to go through religious freedom training. By the way, the lady who started all this, mm-hmm. she did not say they need to go through religious training. She did not say who needed to teach this religious training. This is a Judge Star original. Yeah, we're, and he we're says, li- living in a religious oligarchy. It's neat, yeah. and I feel good uh-huh. and not so clammy. He says, the court concludes that training on religious freedom for three lawyers at Southwest, the court finds responsible for the shenanigans, is the best way to convince you to do what you were supposed to do. The Alliance Defending Freedom has conducted such training in the past, and the court deems that appropriate here. Basically saying this group, the Alliance Defending Freedom, can do it for you. They can train you. And I'm not even... You know what? They do it for free, the judge said. All you have to do is fly one of their people to your headquarters in Dallas. That'll cost you virtually nothing. So we're all good. Here's the problem with that, oh. besides everything. Um, like, why that group? No one suggested them. I, why did he just bring them up? I don't know. He said they're one of many esteemed nonprofit organizations that are dedicated to preserving free speech and religious freedom, which they are famously not. Um, and he didn't suggest any other organization. I'm going to quote Chris Geidner, uh, uh, who work, writes at Law Dork, about why this is a dumb idea. Okay. ADF's lawyers, one of whom is the uh, wife of Senator Josh Hawley, hmm. they're the ones currently litigating to end the availability of the abortion medication drug, Mifepristone. Uh, this is the group behind that case involving the Christian web designer who didn't want to do any same-sex weddings but didn't have anyone asking her because she made it all up. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is, won, by the way, because uh-huh. everyone's not paying attention. Chris writes, ADF is not an unbiased educational institution, nor does it pretend to be. They, he also pointed out they don't have any training on their website. It's just a legal academy that connects like-minded attorneys with people who are interested so in So probably work. this judge just had a, has a buddy who works there and wants him to come probably, visit him in Dallas. Right? And it's like, hey, this hey, is hey also I know a, I can get you a coach fight for free. Yeah. This is also a group, ADF, that argues sodomy should be illegal. They spread lies about LGBTQ people. They defend the forced sterilization of trans people in Europe. Um, that's what the Alliance Defending Freedom does. Um, and again... The woman in question didn't ask for this, uh, even if she liked the idea of them doing a training. Like, Star just brought this up out of nowhere, and there's no reason for him to do yeah, that. Yeah, there is. Other because than- he's a rich person who wants to make other rich people richer, and he's a white person who wants to make other white people powerful, See, and he's a Christian who wants to make other Christians more powerful. There's nothing suggesting the money thing. I think he just is, he's a Federalist Society judge. He's a no, Trump-appointed exactly, judge, I and mean, he's like, you know what? This right-wing group here... They're playing it straight as opposed to crazy liberals. So they're the ones who should do the training for you, even though they don't do that yeah, sort of, of thing. Yeah, of course. And he, he also is, said the he training... He's funneling money into their pocket. Even uh, if they're it's do- no, 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 no. Minimum no, money. No, it's not you. money. No, even if they're doing it for free... This is a credibility Kevin, thing. listen to me. Even if they're just flying them in, they're doing that for free, you think that the, like... The however many people he has to talk to, he's, you think he's not going to be advertising around campus? Like, right. it's drumming up business. Don't get it twisted. Like, he is not doing them a fucking favor. These people know what they're doing, and it's yeah. insidious. And he said the training has to be completed by the end of the month. 
Um, I think the, the headlines it's you might nonsense. have seen about it's this story fucking bullshit. is that a Trump appointed judge appoint a required a company to go through religious freedom training from a Christian hate group. They are a hate group. The Southern Poverty Law Center calls them a hate group with citations for why I explained to you why it's and there's no consequences when you're a lifetime appointed right wing yeah, judge. I just I am not seeing any way out of this decline into religious oligarchy. I don't see it. I a- feel like the moral of this episode is you don't want to hear any of my stories here. Too uh, bad. The moral of the story is your girl's <laughs> having a really fucking rough week and this and not helping. I'll get to something happy soon, maybe. Oh, um, I'll okay. hold my breath. Have you heard of little free libraries? Mm-hmm. Yes, they're adorable, right? They're, yes. What are they? Uh, they are little tiny, maybe what one foot square boxes that sit like mailbox height in neighborhoods and people will leave little leave books in there that they're willing to give away. And people who are walking down the street can grab one, or if they have a book they want to give away, you can leave it mm-hmm. there. And it's just a way to sort of. Um, I've walked in various neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. If I see a little free library, I definitely peek inside. I hope I'm not getting ahead of you, but my friend Helen Defo found some Scientology texts in hers. So you're not getting ahead of me. That actually, so a couple of years ago, I learned this for the first time that some religious proselytizers were like, "Huh, you mean I can take a book, or I can leave one in?" I should leave a religious pamphlet you know, inside of these places. And Jehovah's Witnesses got oh, really yeah. good at doing that because they have to actually keep a record of how many yeah. pamphlets and whatnot yeah. they leave behind. Well, so little free libraries are an easy way to like get your quota done. And on that same tip, uh, a while ago, my, my brother worked at a charter school in the south side of Chicago, um, and they you know obviously take a lot of donations. And one day I was there helping them with the, with the project, and I look over, and next to me, I have a picture of it. Next to me was just, I don't know, maybe 50 copies of various L. Ron Hubbard books. <laughs> I'm not, I, it was like, to, I took a picture of it and sent it to Ross Blotcher, like, um. <laughs> and, appara- and it's just like you said, like, they will just l- donate books wherever, we'll, wherever anybody will take books. And mm-hmm. I mean, Christ, that was so, an upsetting thing to see. So that's frustrating. I'm sure that in little free library communities where they talk about this sort of thing, like that has come up in discussion, according to at least one friend of mine who is active in those circles. It's really fun drama, really fun <laughs> drama when people get mad about their little free libraries. Yeah. I will say the story I want to tell you here is relatively low stakes, but it, it's frustrating. And that's why I want to bring it's it up. It's kind of gossip. Yep. Um, So there's an Arkansas state representative, Stephen Meeks. He has a wife named Jennifer. Jennifer recently posted online about how she's been swapping out books in little free libraries in her community in Arkansas that basically don't live up to her Christian standards. If she finds one that's like LGBTQ friendly um, or anything like that, she's been taking them out and then putting Bibles in their place. And she posted something. love reading Bibles. Oh, yeah. She posted something saying that this is a tactic the, quote, silent majority can do. And if there's one thing we know about Christians. They won't shut the fuck up. (laughs) They're always silent, yes. Uh, She actually wrote, recently, I've been picking up free Bibles at flea markets and thrift stores. Sometimes I find good devotion books or kids' Bible stories. Uh, basically saying, I can pick up these free, cheap books anywhere, and then I can leave them in these little free libraries. Or she could do something that's actually valuable with her time, like collect those books and bring them to an elementary school. Mm-hmm. Someone commented on our Facebook post, so it's okay if we take the disgusting books out and leave appropriate ones? To which Jennifer Meeks responds, I have taken out a bad one and left a good one in its place. Here's the thing. None of this is illegal, 
I would argue it's very unethical and it violates and it's the, shitty and it's shitty and, and it violates Let's this call it what it is. unspoken contract of little free libraries, which is that if you're exchanging books, you're doing it in good faith and not using someone else's library to carry out your personal religious agenda. The irony of calling that in good faith and Christian people cannot wrap their little brains around <laughs> it. The funny thing is, in her post where she said, look at what I've been doing, she posted a picture of one little free library that belongs to a church. (laughs) Like, the church has a little free library in front of its building, and they're actually pretty, it's a very progressive church. (laughs) And they pointed out that they did this this week, because they found out that she's been doing this in their church's little free library, The church's found out? Yeah, the St. Peter's Episcopal Church. Mm. They posted something on Facebook, kind of a passive-aggressive sort of post, saying uh, the nonprofit group that oversees little free libraries, because there is a nonprofit group that does this, one of their mission-driven goals is, like, championing diverse books, and we expect those who use our library to abide by that too. Wow. Like, we want a diverse array. We're not saying no Bible in here or something, but like, yeah, we have a mix of books in here. They swap out books all the time. Uh-huh. Um, That's the actually, point of that. Yeah, they actually have a whole <laughs> Facebook page dedicated to their little free library. It was adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, here's one piece of good news for you here. Uh, the Arkansas Times noted this. There is a group called the Faulkner County Coalition for Social Justice. Mm. They took a screenshot of her post before she deleted it. <laughs> and they basically said, what is the wife of this state lawmaker doing here? Uh, and they said, uh, this is I a problem. She's the wife of I know. somebody. <laughs> uh, but they said, like, uh. you can donate money here for the work we do, which also goes back to all of this. And they said... Keep removing them, Jennifer. We won't stop. We've received a thousand plus dollars to supply our community with food, toiletries, reproductive care items, and uh, naloxone, which is a drug. I can't remember what that one does. Sorry. Is it the one that counteracts Don't know. Uh, heroin overdose? Don't know. Okay. Uh, but basically, they Your also said overdose? the lives of queer kids who aren't out to their parents, to the teen that needs Plan B to avoid having a forced pregnancy, and yes, to the good neighbor preventing an overdose. We are here to help them. You're not, basically. And here's the thing. Today, I think, Stephen Meeks, the lawmaker, finally responded to all these people shitting all over his wife. <laughs> and this is a guy, by the uh, way... I'm not shitting all over. Rightfully criticizing. Yeah. Early, I shit all over This people. is a guy. He's not, like, a innocent bystander here. Earlier this year, he supported a bill that would lead to criminal liability for librarians if someone checks out a book that is deemed obscene by the community. He wanted librarians locked up. So that's this guy. The irony of it all. Uh Uh-huh. So so what does he say about the criticism of his wife? He did this yesterday. Sorry, on Tuesday of this week. He said, the articles about what my wife did are, quote, blown completely out of proportion. Are you sure? Yep. He said, she's not removing books she disagrees with, even though that is literally what she Uh said. She sure is, bud. He said, she's just like increasing the value of the libraries by giving people more options. Here's what he actually said. That's not His wife is adding Christian-related books as well as history, science, and other books. Sometimes she will remove a worn-out history book, for example, (laughs) and replace it with one in better condition. And then he said... In other words, quote, we want to give people more choice. And I think everybody would agree that having more choice is a good thing, which is a thing Republicans... keep the word choice out your mouth. Seriously, Republicans, there's nothing more they love than giving people choices. At first, okay, truly for a second there, I thought he was going to do a, like, 
an added value because there's fewer copies of the gay things and whatever. <laughs> like that's truly where uh-huh. I thought you were going. And I was like, sure. <laughs> if there's yeah. fewer books, they're all worth a the little tr- more. <laughs> exactly. I oh, it's so I'm sorry. The part about she'll replace worn out history tech. There's books. no reason to think she has replaced worn out history books with what? A mint condition copy of the same book? L- like, no. like truly, what is the scenario that he is envisioning? Like like a hundred like a sixty year old copy of the Battle of the Bulge and like, oh its cover <laughs> is wearing off. Oh, yeah. I'll take it home and cobble it together. Yep. Here you go, children. Right. Here's a fresh new copy and by the way, of here's the Battle a, of the Bulge. And here's a Bible while you're at it. Oh these <laughs> Fucking idiot. Like, they are so... Like I said, low stakes, because it's the so wife of a dude. low stakes. I do, but, and but I will say about this doing? one, my fight or flight was not activated, so that's <laughs> all good. I'm looking for. Uh, let me talk about a California county. Uh, a couple weeks ago, supervisors in the county of El Dorado, just mm. outside of Sacramento, they passed a proclamation declaring every July from here on out to be American Christian History Month. Excuse me. Because you know we don't have enough. What? Did you know? Did you know December is not for Christians, and whatever month has Easter is not for Christians, and, and the July rest of everything is not for Christians. July isn't for Americans. Memorial Day May isn't nope, for Americans. Nope. September Veterans Day isn't for Americans. It's American Christian History Month. Yeah, actually, they the don't pro- even get October. The proclamation That's for actually spooky people in breast cancer. <laughs> The proclamation actually said History Month and Heritage Month. I don't know which one it is anymore. Oh, boy, heritage is a word that sends my hackles Mm -hmm. up. But they basically said one of the final lines in the proclamation says, like, what does it mean that we're honoring Christianity this way? It says the county must reject all efforts to, quote, remove, obscure, or purposely omit such history from our nation's public buildings and educational resources, which never happens it's all the emperors have no their emperor has no clothes right like it's truly every bit of it is like see the scary thing and everyone's like "Uh uh-huh yeah me too i definitely see this scary thing that's happening everywhere i look and it's here's so if i'm reading through this proclamation the first whereas clause because they're like here's why we're doing this Mm. religious faith is important in american life the supreme court has affirmed in a ruling that this is a religious people First of all, but none her of that emails. Has to, but somehow you, they equate Clinton. religious with Christianity. So they're cherry picking broad things about our nation's history and then saying, see, Christianity. Mm-hmm. They also say the first act of America's first Congress in 1774 was to ask a minister to open with prayer and to lead Congress in the reading of four chapters of the Bible. Okay. A couple things about that. 1774, famously, before the Constitution was ratified. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Uh, There's a reason the Constitution does not do any of this shit. And when it mentions religion, it's preceded by the word no. Mm -hmm. Uh, It also cites John F. Kennedy saying the rights of man come not from the generosity of the state, but from the hand of God. Uh, He did say that in his inauguration in 1961, but he also said uh, in while campaigning, I believe in an America where the separation of church and state is absolute. Also, uh, JFK was maligned by a lot of non-Catholic Christians because he he was was Catholic. So maybe they should keep that one in their pocket. They also said in the proclamation, you know, President George Washington chose to add... Famous not Christian. uh, ...to add, so help me God, to the oath of office. That never happened. Is that even close to true? Washington did... There's no evidence that... 
President Washington altered the... This is what I'm the saying. Oath. There's no evidence for anything. They can say whatever um, the fuck they want, and people take it as gospel. According this to one is historian, according to one historian, it wasn't until 65 years after his inauguration that the story that Washington added that phrase ever appeared in print. Just like how Darwin famously, quote-unquote, um, converted on his deathbed, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it that happened. story came out like 50 years later. Yep, yep, yep. Um, the proclamation ends with the justification that there have been attempts to change and distort our history, which, yeah, buddy, that's you. You did it. Truly, You're doing it. If you, gang, if you are looking to find truth and the real, like, you know, find the realest world you can live in, please let people flat out lying about provable historic facts act as a giant fucking red flag. Because if they're going to lie about something that you can easily disprove, I guarantee fucking to you they lie every word they say. Yeah. Uh, the Freedom From Religion Foundation has sent a letter to that board urging them to rescind the proclamation. And the letter says, as you may not be aware, <laughs> efforts to pass Christian Heritage Week or Christian Heritage Month proclamations are part of a broader movement formerly known as Project Blitz. Uh, this proclamation, I like I know about it Project exists. Blitz. This proclamation, like all of these efforts, is Christian nationalism and historical revisionism masquerading as religious liberty. Um, of course, all of this is driven by the discredited pseudo-historian David Barton, mm -hmm. uh, a guy who famously lies about the past to make it seem more Christian than it ever was. Um, so, will they do anything? I don't know. I will say only one of the five board members in El Dorado uh, opposed the proclamation. The other four just lumped it in with a million other things and said, are we cool with all this stuff? Yeah? All right, moving on. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast right now, run for office. These people, Seriously. truly, if you can understand concepts that we've covered in this podcast, you are smarter <laughs> than almost anybody we've covered, and therefore you should run for office. I believe in you. I won't endorse you because that will not help you, but I believe in you. I, I'm all for it. One other story. Uh, this one's out of Texas. Mm -hmm. Um Recently, the Burnett Consolidated Independent School District, basically a school district in Texas, they posted uh, a couple weeks ago on Facebook, uh, join us starting tomorrow as we pray to the first day. And they put out a schedule starting... Pray to the first day? Yeah, pray. We're working our way to the first day of school. So we're going to pray every day leading up to the first school like day. you pray once today, twice tomorrow, <laughs> three times the next day until you pray 30 times? Pray once a day, but we're going to tell you who to pray for. On oh. day one, it's this high school. On day two, it's another high school in the district. Oh, Later on, this is awful. it's the food service staff, then the custodial staff. It goes on. Is this a public school district? Yeah. Oh, oh you, yeah. Really? You're going to pray for the substitutes, oh. the administrators, the teachers. And on August 16th, the first day of school, we're finally going to pray for students, for safety and wisdom. I guess that's when they have all the guns waiting in the schools for them. I don't mm -hmm. know how it works in mm -hmm. Texas. Um, but basically, a public school district was telling everyone to pray for the start of the school year in a state that is actively working to dismantle public education. Mm -hmm. uh, FFRF also wrote a letter to them like, what the hell are you doing? I will say, to their credit, the superintendent is like, yeah, you're right, we're going to take this down. So that's nice. Okay, but well, that's <laughs> The superintendent not said the Facebook post referenced has been removed and the district will refrain from posting anything similar in the future. Was it posted Fine. by a, that's nice. a, a member of staff or just under the, I mean, obviously it was Don't know who posted it, but it was under the Burnett, just the the Burnett. School so District it wasn't, Facebook page. Okay, like a teacher posting, okay. Right, 
So I will say, if the people in but this they community... Know, they know who has access to oh, their social yeah. media. If the, I, I, uh, whatever. They if can the people in the person. community actually wanted to make a difference, like, of all the things they could do, praying every single day to the start of the school year doesn't help anybody. What they could do is demand that the Republican-dominated state legislature give educators raises to keep them in the profession, mm-hmm. reverse the statewide teacher shortage. They could stop banning books that challenge kids. They could end the assault on LGBTQ students. They could do more to prevent gun violence instead of putting more armed guards in school. Uh, but nope, nope. This county in particular, 78% of them voted to reelect Greg Abbott as governor in 2022. That's who we're working with here, uh, which means the students in this district will struggle because their adults have no clue how to fix the problems they've created. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to do one more? I guess yeah, so. you do. All right, last story, I promise. Okay. Okay, there's a guy named Robin Bullock. He is one of those uh, weird-ass preachers who lives and dies on YouTube mm. for his ministry. Mm-hmm. And he's weird because he has hair that looks like a wig, and he always wears a leather jacket. Ooh, do you have a picture of him pulled up? I want to I see do. this gentleman. Come look. Come around and look at Robin Bullock. Um, and this is a guy who spews a lot of crazy stuff. What does he look like? Please describe this man. Describe his belt. Describe his belt. Oh, boy. It is the center. Yeah, go to the microphone and describe this man's belt. Okay, like if you imagine like a big dumb cowboy belt, um, but instead of the big buckle part being attached to a belt, it's attached to more dumb big buckles. (laughs) So that's the belt, which I truly didn't even get to until Hammond pointed out because he looks like if Chris Angel Uh and... um, His nickname, by the way, is Silly Ray Cyrus. That's pretty funny, actually. He's wearing Um, a leather coat, but it's a trench coat, which is hilarious as well. This is a guy, by the way, who has said he saw a dinosaur in heaven. Uh, that Jesus had five houses. Uh-huh. He also said God lives in a cube of gelatin. I shit you not. He said that. Um, and here's the thing. Yes. He looks like if Boromir and Chris Angel had a baby, and then that baby grew into an old man, mm. but really held on to the aesthetic, like the hairstyle of Boromir, <laughs> and then the aesthetic of Chris Angel. So it's Jet black, very straight, and very medieval looking. Yeah, seriously, and look it to up. be clear, it's... not a good look. Yep. Wouldn't, if... would just, like, he looks like mystery from the pickup artist. No like idea. him, listen, gang, I don't go on Twitter anymore, but write in our Facebook or email us, friendlyanythingspodcast.com, if you remember the pickup artist and how bad that show was, um, maybe our next miniseries. Sure, sure. So the Pick thing is, artist. I think he's a failed rock star, and he's like, you I don't still, fucking say, I still want I wish attention. anything about his look uh-huh. indicated that. I still want to be the center of attention. I still want to dress like a rock star. What should I do? I'll become a priest. And the thing is, if you watch his sermons, which I do way too much. It's so weird. It's so much music. Like, it's not just they sing a worship song. It's that half the sermon is a worship song where he's just playing on the guitar with his band and riffing and then just saying whatever comes to top of mind. It's the weirdest uh, jam session ever. That's so embarrassing. He also makes all these political statements, theological statements, and this is all happening at Church International in Warrior, Alabama. Um, Hmm. So anyway... Recently, Warrior a reporter, Alabama Warrior is Alabama. upsetting. Uh-huh. So there's a reporter, Lee Hedgepath, a uh, great reporter. He published a couple different pieces 
on how a lot of families came to find this dude, like during the pandemic when they couldn't go to their churches. Sure. They found his ministry online, as a lot of people did, and they started watching. And for some reason, they liked what they were seeing. Like, they watched this thing. He spoke to them because he, he speaks be with the confidence. charismatic. I, it's not charismatic. I know charismatic. He's not charismatic. He's just super confident, and he talks in a way that suggests I can never be wrong. Oh, he's a man. Yes. White man. So, correct. Got so, it. Got it. Lee Hedgepeth, the reporter, he talked about an Ohio family, husband, mm. wife, two kids. They literally sold their home to move closer to Robin Bullock and his church in Alabama. Jesus. But here's the thing. They really quickly discovered that this guy is more of a cult leader and he puts himself above God than a preacher who just conveys biblical messages in a unique way. Did you say? He, did you slip in? He puts himself above God as uh-huh. if that's not going to raise a flag. What are you? <laughs> he says he's. He acts like just trust me. You don't need to read the Bible. Just listen to what I have to say. Yeah, that's, that's the how Bible. Catholics do. They don't yeah. expect them to read the Bible. They mm-hmm. just trust their preachers. And so this nothing's is, gone poorly there. This so. is from Hedgepeth's article. Now that family has found themselves rising to challenges made all the more difficult by their experience with the church. The family, which had been able to make ends meet in Ohio, Mm. has found it hard to get by in Alabama, a state whose social safety net has holes so large it's easy to fall through. Mm. uh, The woman, the mother in question, suffers suffers from multiple sclerosis. Mm. And the diagnosis, she said, has become a financial albatross in a state that has refused to expand Medicaid for low-income Alabamians. Um, So they came to this church Mm. to get help, and they realized, wait, Alabama's not helping us out. And And they moved from where? Ohio. Ohio, That's a pretty... Also a red state. But thing is, Robin yeah, but Bullock. Yeah, it hasn't been a red state that long. Does it have any? I don't care. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Robin Bullock's church isn't doing anything to help this family, in spite of the fact that they moved there for in his spite ministry. Of the fact that they moved, I mean, and according to what he's not, wearing, he has a lot of money. Yeah. No taste, right? I'm not blaming him for Alabama social problems. I'm comfortable blaming him, even though he votes for I those feel good people. About that. But yeah, like he's not there. The church isn't helping this family that mm. came there, even though this family has given, and I'm quoting here, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars to the church. Church is not helping them. These poor people. Yeah, the These same reporter. The same reporter. Um, oh, actually, they realized when they started going to the church, wait, he's going on tangents that don't have any biblical basis. Um, and also, he's doing these long-winded, winding sermons that devolve mm-hmm. into diatribes of paranoia and hate. Uh-oh. I know. I know this because I've seen his sermons before. What boggles my mind is this family saw him preaching and they didn't notice any of this stuff and decided to move there anyway? I feel like between people like this and people like the Republicans who uh, released state secrets or whatever, it's like they live their life by first thought, best thought. Like uh-huh. they truly think like, well, and I guess that's what they think divine inspiration is. It's like, oh my God, I had this idea and I have to act on it and don't give it any critical thought, which is what we would like to promote in the world. Yeah. And when he later, Bullock uh, on stage later claimed, you know, some people are trying to divide our church and this family's like, you guys, he's talking about us. 
because we're not sure this that is church is. So, and they collected as culty, or you are? They are. They really. Uh, I feel I, like I, you know what. I take that back because I don't have the quote in front of me. Okay, but that's the vibe. They're just like this guy is not a preacher. He's. It's all about him. Sure. It's not about yeah, our he's a narcissist. Faith. Yeah. Um. So it turns out they're not alone. The same reporter reported on another woman who moved to the same church area a couple of months ago. She's 82 years old. She moved from California because she thought God was telling her to move there. Mm. And it wasn't just like a voice in her head. Bullock literally said on his live streams, like, I need you to come here. You should all move to this area or something. And so she did. And what happened? Oh, this poor pe- and they have Nothing. kids? Well, I don't know about this one. She's 82. Oh, this is a different one. But Sorry, she I was said, still thinking about the family. Uh, when she got there, there was no one at the church to help her out. She sleeps like under a street lamp in front of the church Sweet. with only the concrete to comfort her. Now, oh, let me add honey. some caveats to this. The police chief like made sure she had shelter when the temperatures got really low. Like they said, do you want to come inside? Do you want to go somewhere? And she's like, no, I'm supposed to be here and stuff mm. like that. And I will say, Robin Bullock and his wife, whose name, by the way, is also Robin I Bullock, knew it was and that's be weird. Robin. I fucking but knew it. Does one of them have a Y? They did offer. Does one of them spell it with a Y? Answer the question, Hammond. Eyes, both of them. Damn it. Um, <laughs> they both offered. To put this 82-year-old woman up in a hotel. But again, she refused. That's her problem. Ooh, that but the thing is, but so I'm not even, I'm good for him for offering. She didn't take him up on that. But the point is, they invited all these people to come to their church, come to their community. And then when people finally did, they're like not helping these people become acquainted and get involved in the church. They're like, oh, you came here with no plan? Well, that's on you, I guess. Oh, you came here and you don't like what you see? Well, then screw you. We're just going to... That's your problem, not ours. Yeah. Like, then stop telling people to come to your church. All you have to do is say, like, watch us online. Enjoy it. We're doing this for you. They don't have that in them. They are all about gross. Mm-hmm. Honestly, uh, and I may have mentioned this before, but my kind of the most horrific takeaway I had from the Shiny Happy People documentary about the Duggar family was the idea of this quiverful movement was a way for every man to form his own cult. <laughs> uh-huh. Because if you have 12 children... I have my baseball team. They all worship me. Exactly. And, yeah, you even have a, a DH if you have 10, which is, <laughs> I think, what they're looking for. Assume they play in the National League, but who knows at this Everyone point. Everyone has a DH now. <laughs> Wait, Really? Yes. I ha- I haven't been watching baseball. We'll talk what? about th- we'll talk about this All in the bonus right. episode. Um um oh, who cares what I was saying? I'm sure it was interesting <laughs> and insightful. Follow me on Twitter or whatever. Yay. <laughs> and that's all I got. All what right. else do we have? You can find us uh if down give us a review on this podcast you can go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast to support the show friendly atheist podcast at gmail.com if you want to complain about whatever it is you people want to complain about um we'll be back next week with stuff what you got for us um you can always leave us a review this is a long one um okay um one of the worst podcasts i've ever it's from somebody Whose name is Pretty Good Taste. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess I have to take them as gospel. Terrible yes. representation of the atheist community, in my opinion. Wait, wait, wait. Are they mad about the trans stuff with Dawkins? Um, I haven't gotten that far. Right. I obviously my, have not read this whole thing. Is that your call? My okay. call, yep. 
Well, okay, listen to this sentence. I feel their argumentation was muddied by constant sarcastic hand-waving of anything that ran counter to their dogmatic thinking. It is. I, I win. Ironic. I win. Exclamation point. They haven't said trans specifically. Oh, I know what they're talking about. The philosophical about. debate skills aren't there. Who are we debating <laughs> with? Oh, my God. Why are people so obsessed with debates? Uh, it's all they got. Like, truly, it's so strange to me. Like, you as see Ron DeSantis is like, debate me, Gavin Newsom. And Gavin Newsom's like, all right, I'll debate you. And now Ron DeSantis is trying to get out of it. Oh, it's that's great. hysterical. It's great. Constant swearing, name calling remind me of third grade when certain children wanted to show off their new curse words. I think that's me. <laughs> I couldn't possibly have been more disappointed in lack of critical thinking skills between the hosts. I wish he would say something specific. I was hoping for an intelligent atheist podcast highlighting well-reasoned arguments, logic, and reasons. This is not it. Lackluster is the kind of word I can use maybe to describe the podcast. Maybe I could mimic one of the hosts and throw in four F-bombs and several exclamatory deep sighs. That's me. Nah, I'll just never listen to the Bottom of the Barrel podcast again. Zero intellectual depth. One star. Love it. Thank you for not listening to us anymore. Yeah, the other another one, this feels personal. Jessica declining. This is a generally good show, but Jessica's <laughs> declined substantially recently. I hope hopefully she can get suggests, it together. That suggests they loved you a while ago. That's a compliment. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I've been going through it for the last like year or so, so it makes sense. Hey, bud, I'm off my game. And that's on me. When <laughs> I get my financial and relationship shit straightened out, I will be sure to be the bouncy, bubbly gal Friday that you want me to be. What are we talking about in the bonus episodes, motherfuckers? Uh, we are talking about uh, T-Swift. Oh, yeah, uh, we're talking about T-Swift. Um, Silverman, if you want to talk about him. Oh, we have Silverman news? Oh, I would love to yell about oh. Silverman a little bit. Um, I wanted to actually, before we go to the bonus, I wanted to thank uh, somebody already emailed um, offering to support uh, the horse show at the Hanson Center. Um, it was very kind. We're still looking for sponsors. We have a horse show happening in uh, Burr Ridge, Illinois, uh, the weekend of October 14th. We're looking for sponsors and vendors and volunteers if you want to be part of it or if you want to just show up. It will be a lot of fun. Um, again, somebody already offered to sponsor, which I'm just over the moon about. Oh, and I can tell you what I'm doing tomorrow, which is going to Woodstock to see about a horse, like a regular person with a regular life. Um, <laughs> and also... Um, I did a really cool riding stunt that my kids were impressed by. My kids being my students, not my human children. I cannot have those. That's another reason why I had a hard time the last couple of years. Thanks, gang. <laughs> Am I doing okay? Yes. Okay. That person on the review <laughs> loved you. Yeah. This is me pulling it together. <laughs> if, he, if he thinks you declined, he didn't say from when. It could have been from yesterday, so you were doing great yesterday. Oh, God damn it, Hammond. Okay. All right. I have to reassess. We'll talk All to you right. next week. Bye, everyone.